G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. It's always good on a Thursday to have a catch up with Salt Shakers. Jenny Stokes is joining us and an interesting twist on what is renowned to be a popular accommodation booking service called Airbnb. Jenny, you've been looking at a looming controversy over Airbnb that seems to be about fighting discrimination with discrimination. What's the story? Well, that's certainly really a good summary of what's what's happening because Airbnb has put out a very extensive uh, non-discrimination policy and on one level that applies to hosts and uh, hosts are told that they can't discriminate in who they choose as guests um, and so on. And you think, well, you know, people going to a hotel, you, you know, you'd expect, that a hotel would accept, you know, all people as being, you know, equal customers, if you like. But when it's in people's homes, that that really is quite a different issue. And what happens in Airbnb is that anybody who's got a spare room, especially if you've got like an ensuite or a private bathroom, a lot of people are putting that up as sort of a pseudo bed and breakfast. So instead of having to go through all the formal um, thing of putting up, a, setting up a business of the bed and breakfast that we may have had in the past. Some people are just putting up a single room and offering breakfast, which could be anything. But um, so, but sometimes that's shared facilities, so they might have a shared bathroom that, that, that they share with the host. So it can be quite basic accommodation. And sometimes, you know, the price reflects that. So a lot of people find that that's a, a useful way to, to do it. And you can look up the site, you can see who the hosts are, and you can choose whether you want to book at that place before you actually make the booking. And so... That, you know that's that's reasonable, but for the hosts, they're being told that even in your own home, you can't um, you know discriminate on the sorts of people that you might have coming to stay in your in your home. Well, it's interesting because anybody who follows along any of the political controversy that goes around any sort of anti-discrimination policy and uh, and the, uh, the the but almost the political war that eventuates when that happens, then for a company to actually introduce a discrimination policy, they must have known that it would be something that would uh, you know get a lot of people hot under the collar. Well, that's right, and uh, and certainly, you know, we've talked about the hosts being, you know, having this new policy, and as I said, it's more controversial because it's in private homes. But what I think is really controversial is that they're actually having this what they call their community commitment that anybody who books or uses an Airbnb has to actually sign up to as well. Otherwise, you won't be able to make a booking on this Airbnb, Airbnb platform. And the particular um, com- community commitment, if I read it out, it says. I agree to treat everyone in the Airbnb community, regardless of their race, religion, national origin, ethnicity, disability, sex, gender identity, sexual orientation or age, with respect and without judgment or bias. And that's a really broad-ranging commitment. And apparently if you go onto the Airbnb site after the 1st of November, uh, so now if you go on, you will get this community commitment. Are you prepared to actually sign up to it? You'll be able to look at the site, but if you actually want to make a booking, you will have to sign up to that or you will not be able to make a booking. And if you decide to cancel your 
uh, account, which they say, oh, you can cancel your account, account if you don't want to sign this, then uh, all future bookings that you may have already made uh, will actually be cancelled. But Jenny, you think there's some deeper motivation that's coming from Airbnb in introducing this type of discrimination policy? Yeah, well, I think, you know, you look you look a little broader on the web and you see that they've got, you know, equality and inclusion and diversity, all these sorts of things. Um, Airbnb has also been a sponsor, for instance, of the Sydney Gay and Lesbian Mardi Gras. And as a sponsor, and we've seen Qantas and Telstra and other places become sponsors, but as a sponsor, they really have taken that step already to say we won't discriminate, we're actually very inclusive. Um, Air, for instance, in Sydney, all Airbnb... Um, hosts would have been expected to be very welcoming to homosexuals who are coming to the Sydney Gay and Lesbian Mardi Gras. And so really they've, they've been pushing that for, for some time, but this is a very formal discrimination policy. And now to put it on to guests as well, that you have to sign up, I think is just such a, an imposition on personal privacy. You know, we all want to be, be pleasant and nice to people, but the reality is that we can go on to a site, we can actually look who the hosts are before we actually make that booking. And so I have booked on Airbnb before. Um, it was actually a, a commercially run lodge or bed and breakfast that had a number of rooms and they let one of their rooms on Airbnb at a lower price. So it was a good thing to, to book through there. But, um, you know, we checked out who was running it, what the place was, as we do with bed and breakfast. You know, if we're going to go and stay at a bed and breakfast in someone's home, you actually want to be comfortable with, with what you're going to find. And so that's always an important factor for us in, in booking accommodation. Of course, on the face of it, a be nice to everyone type of policy looks good and it looks attractive. But deep down, what it really means is that if you can't sign this policy, we are going to discriminate against you. I wonder how you're feeling as a Christian believer and perhaps uh, some guidance uh, when it comes to how Christians ought to think of and even react to this type of policy because, I mean, a lot of people listening to our conversation today perhaps have used the services of Airbnb before and some of them may be quite happy with that. But what are your thoughts about having a Christian perspective on this? Well, the first thing is that when I sent this out on our email a couple of days ago, um, I've immediately had responses from some of our readers who are actually Airbnb hosts. And they said as soon as they saw this and read through it, they realised they couldn't sign it and have actually resigned and asked for Airbnb to remove their listing from their platform. So that's been a response, I think, to say, look, we actually can't go with all of this, you know, political cor- politically correct, you know, commitments that people are being demanded to treat people without judgment or bias or prejudice or, and really saying, look, we respect all views. And that's quite different to saying we respect all people. Um, the other thing, I think, is a very helpful article from an American conservative. And in this article, um, the author, Rod Dreher, actually goes through what, what does it mean? Can we actually sign it as, as evangelical Christians, as conservative people who are concerned about this discrimination thing? What are the options? And he said, there might be some ways around it. You know, maybe this is a nice thing just to pre- treat people nicely. But he said... You, you could get around it in three ways. One, you could sign it with mental reservations, like, well, I'm signing it, but I don't really believe it. And he said he really felt that that option seems dishonest, a rationalisation just so that you can continue to use the platform. The second way was to sign it as a mere formality and not considering that you're actually bound by it. But he said the second option lacks integrity. 
And he said the third one is you could read the commitment as meaning merely that you'll be polite and fair to all and you read it as applying strictly to your interactions with the Airbnb host and other guests. And, uh, you know, that might be reasonable if you're staying in someone's home and there are other guests, you're polite and reasonable to everybody. But but he said really that that becomes quite... That's quite different. It's, he says it's fairly legalistic. You really don't think that... He says, I don't think Airbnb would be satisfied, for example, with its customers being kind and respectful to all but also opposing allowing transgendered people to use the bathrooms, locker rooms and dressing rooms of their preferred gender in other places. So if you've got views that may come up in conversation where your personal views and, in fact, your public views um, would be at odds with this policy, that may actually you know, be seen to be breaking the policy as well. And so he says, I believe Airbnb would consider holding that opinion to be a violation of the commitment that it's asking its customers to sign. And if that's so, if that's true, then Orthodox Christians and other social conservatives could not in good conscience sign it. So he again concludes, and it's really our conclusion, it's bizarre that not only are we putting these impositions on hosts, but to put it on customers, businesses offering you know a service to actually start putting that imposition on customers. And he contrasts that then with the things, you know, the state can force a florist to arrange flowers for a same-sex wedding or to bake cakes and so on. But we, we're now having this where they're putting in positions on the customer themselves, not being able to purchase a service because of their, their views on these moral issues. I think you used a very apt word, the word bizarre, because if you take this to a new level, what does the future look like? What if every hotel chain had their own special discrimination commitment in there? What if every business decided to have a discrimination commitment? It really, the mind does boggle when you think of what could happen in the future. Well, that's right. And the thing is that in Victoria and Australia generally, uh, the Australian Marriage Equality has hundreds of businesses that they've signed up to their marriage equality page saying we support same-sex marriage, we support you know, the full endorsement and acceptance of homosexuality. And all of these companies are putting their name and their logo on that web page. And so really it's just the next step to say, well, we don't discriminate, we don't want anybody else to discriminate. And it's that next step. How far, how long do other groups decide, well, we're going to have this community commitment that you have to sign as well? We know with the chairman, um, the CEO of Qantas, Alan Joyce, is very pro-homosexual. There's a sponsor of the Mardi Gras, uh, homosexual himself, and very supportive of the whole, you know, we need to be accepting and tolerant and we need to support marriage equality and so on. So how long till some of these companies actually put in similar impositions on us? Well, fighting discrimination with real sledgehammer discrimination is what it sounds like to me. And Jenny (laughs) Stokes, I always appreciate your insights. And I know that uh, on the Salt Shakers website, and I'll point people to simply Google Salt Shakers, and you'll be able to get the details about this unfolding issue with Airbnb. Uh, Jenny, great getting your thoughts. Thanks so much for being with us again today on 2020. Great to be with you, Neil. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.